Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Ecom Hot Seat. Today we are joined by an email marketer, an agency owner that has generated north of $28 million in e-commerce revenue for D2C e-commerce brands. Um, he's worked with some really, really notable brands in the space, uh, including ClickFunnels uh, and a whole host of others. He's generated some amazing results and I've been following his journey kind of for about a, a year now. Um, I came across him on Facebook actually from some of the memes he was posting about people who don't scale with email, um, which I thought were quite cool. And I thought, you know, I definitely had to reach out to him and uh, get him on to share some of the valuable insights that he's uh, gathered over the, over the years he's been in the business. So Dave, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I really, really appreciate it. Getting to kind of rub shoulders with people who have achieved what you've achieved is, is not common. And, um, you know, I really want to take this opportunity uh, and run with it. So cool. So do you want to just give the people a quick intro into kind of what it is that you do and how you got into email marketing? Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I run an agency. Uh, we do email marketing for e-commerce brands. Um, started it uh, 2018. Um, kind of by accident. Um, I, I had no intentions of doing it. Um, I was doing really well selling ClickBank products and um, selling my own products online. And it just, just through a weird set of events, it just kind of happened. Awesome. Awesome. So ClickBank products as like an affiliate? No, I actually, um, I started an offer back in 2005. In, in April of 2005, I started an offer in the men's dating niche. Um, back then it was really, really just starting to blow up and, um, yeah, the offer just took off. It was, a it was an offer on how to teach men how to use match.com and plenty of fish and, and, and all that stuff. And, and it just, it took off. I ended up doing about $3.1 million from the offer, uh, had it running for 13 years, just, uh, on autopilot, uh, all through email was working maybe an hour or two a day. And, um, yeah, it was just working all through email. So, um, yeah, I've been doing email for years. You know, I mean, I got good teaching, you know, online dating, obviously that's all email, right? Emailing women, uh, you know, using your phone or your back then we didn't even have the phones. It was just, you know, your computer, um, you know, to get dates. And then I turned that into how to use email to make sales, like how to get people to buy your stuff. Now it's using that same methodology on how to use, you know, how to do it for uh, e-commerce brands. Awesome. Awesome. That's, I really didn't know that about you. That's really cool. Okay, perfect. So kind of segueing that segues kind of perfectly into my first question for you. Uh, and before we get started, I'm just going to hold up the 20 minute timer as I do every episode. Um, so on the topic of email and you know, you've been writing emails for years now, what are some of the most common ingredients that you see in a successful email campaign? Um, well, the first thing is, well, when you say campaign, are you meaning like to your list or because you know, like I think there's, there's different aspects to email, you know, like what we do, especially with e-commerce, because obviously that's what we're talking about here. You know, you have emails that go out to your list, right? But then you also ha have your traffic. A lot of people are investing in traffic and the traffic is all triggered by automated stuff, right? That has nothing to do with the list. So just keep in mind, there's two separate parts to this, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely. So and let's, it's let's, about, let's break it down and, and try and First, tackle it from the campaign perspective and then also from the automated kind of flows that you would set up in, in Klaviyo or something like that. So I think probably the first thing is, you, you know, it, and I see this happening a lot. You have to, this is like baking a cake. 
right? It's like, it's, it's like it, really, it's the best analogy I can give. It's like baking a cake and you have to do every ingredient at the right time, but then you, you can't do things like before the others, right? Like, yeah, you can't put the frosting on before you bake the cake because then the frosting is just going to go, it's going to be all fucked up, right? It just doesn't work like that. You have to put the frosting on afterward. You have to put the sprinkles on after the frosting because then, you know, no one's going to see them. And it's the same thing with email. Too many people are doing it. They're trying to do it too soon or too late in the game, right? I see this happening all the time. Sometimes, you know, and, and if a store's not doing, a, like, I would say 80, 70, 80, 100,000 a month, don't focus on email. Focus on your ads, right? Because the ads should easily be able to get you to 100K a month in, in, in sales, right? And we're talking about e-commerce. It's not like selling, you know, information products, totally different. You know, 100K in, in e-commerce, is like, you should be able to hit that like this, right? Once you have your ad and campaign and, and you know, ads and, and campaign part dialed in. So if you're not at that point yet, you shouldn't be focusing your energy on email because you're just going to take too much focus away from what's the most important point. Once you hit that point, then you start doing that because then you're going to start maximizing the traffic that you have. So from a campaign side, you want to be hitting your email a few times a week, right? Because what's going to happen is if you don't, those emails are like time bombs, right? Eventually they're just going to go off and they're just going to, they're just dead. Right. And so what happens often is people wait too long to email their list. That's the other situation, right? So I'm going on both extremes here, like doing it too soon and then waiting too long. So a uh, perfect example, I had a friend that was drop shipping. He was doing crazy volume. I think in like a, a 10 day period, it did about a half a million dollars in sales, right? Just to give you an idea of volume, he had tens and tens of thousands of customers, people that bought his product and he never emailed them for like eight months. And then he was like, Hey Dave, could we email these people? And guess what? He was expecting these numbers to be like this and, and nobody opened the fucking emails. They were like, mm. who is this? They were hitting spam. He almost got kicked off of Clavio because of it because they're like, who the fuck? I don't remember the store, right? Like I bought something like nine months ago, eight months ago. How the fuck am I going to remember it? You know, you haven't emailed me since. So you have to stay front of mind and that's why you got to be consistent. It's all about consistency, right? It's it, not every time you're going to do well in the beginning, it, it, but you have to build that momentum and that consistency. So, um, so yeah, two extremes, not doing it, you know, doing it too late in the game. And then, you know, you're expecting your numbers to be here and then they're really here. And then you're like, Oh shit, what's going on. Right. And it's just because you had, you waited too long and you, you have bad expectations and then doing it too soon and taking away too, too much focus from, from the ads. Wow. Okay. So it's very much a case of uh, strike while the iron is hot kind of thing. Yeah. Because think about it. Like if you just abandoned the cart and if I sent you an email like three weeks later, you're yeah. not even going to remember, <laughs> like, right. But see how you, you laughed you, you, because you know, right. Like, but if, I, but if I sent you an email like 10 minutes later, like, Hey dude, what happened? You just left the cart. Did you get busy? You're going to remember it. Right. And so things like that make a big difference. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same sort of thing with, with Facebook ads, which is what we do. The, the quicker you can retarget someone with the exact same product that they saw on your website, the more likely they are to convert. And the, the, the more you can stay top of mind, the more you can keep them engaged and, and get them to come back and actually, you know, execute on whatever they wanted. So kind of on that topic then, is it even worth, trying to re-engage a dead list? Is there a process that you have to do that or should you just try and focus on the new leads that you're getting? Well, I mean, there's a few ways you can look at it. Number one, um, if you keep emailing 
people that are not opening your emails, like large amounts of them, think about what that's doing. If you're like, let's say you're Google, you're, you're Gmail, right? And like, G, I'm, I'm one of your, your customers on a recurring billing and I'm sending 10,000 emails a day and 9,000 of them are not opening the emails. What, what do you think that's doing to my account or to it your account? Straight to spam. <laughs> right. And what do you think it's going to happen to the rest of the people that are using your system also? It's going to fuck their shit up too. So bad move. So that's, that's one, one, one idea. So the other idea is if people are not opening your emails, instead of just deleting them, you can segment them off. You can, in Clavio, you can create a segment and then you can feed it into your Facebook ad account. And then you can create a, you know, just another segment from there and then just retarget them top of funnel, get them to start the whole process all over again at the top. See the ad, engage, click, bounce from the page, see the pop-up, enter their email address again, start the whole process again. Get them to actually take the action versus you trying to like force them into it, right? Mm, yeah, that's super powerful. Kind of implementing an omni-channel approach where you can leverage those lists and that data still, but just in a different way, creating a custom audience, syncing it with Facebook and then running your top yep. funnel offers to them. Yeah. Yeah. And then you could do all kinds of crazy shit with that. You could do because Clavio is syncing the ad account into Clavio. You could, you know, take that into, it'll create a custom audience in your ad account. Then you can say, give me lookalike audiences based off of this. But you, cause you already know those are customers. They already bought, yeah. but they're just not active. So go find Facebook, you know, go find me people that are similar or I already know you're a customer. Let me start the process again. Let me engage you again. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, cool. So you kind of touched on brands that are doing kind of zero to hundred K per month, focusing quite heavily on, on ads as opposed to um, email as being kind of the forefront of their strategy. But is there anything a brand doing, let's say for example, 20 to 50 K per month can actually do to accelerate the growth of their email list apart from advertising or on Facebook and other channels? Well, I think number one is you have to have uh, a way of capturing people into the, into your, your email, um, and really focusing on, on optimizing that. But, um, you really have to look at the scale, right? And what I try to do is just look at, I'm, I'm all numbers. It's, uh, this is, this all comes down to numbers. You, you can relate cause you're, you know, you buy ads, right? And so if the scale is too small, let's say for example, you have a list of 2000 people right now, right? If you send out an email, a typical, you know, open rate, like on a normal good case, let's say 20%. So 20% of 2000 is, I'm going to pull out my calculator because my math sucks. <laughs> my math is really 400, right? Yeah. So that's 20%. Now a typical click rate, maybe 1%. So 1% of 400, four, right? What's a typical conversion rate on an e-commerce store? Maybe 5% if my math is, if I remember correctly, like when I had my store, 5% was like really good. Right. So that's one out of every, like what, five out of every hundred people buy and you only have four people that you're sending from an email. It's going to take forever. Yeah. It's going to take forever. So that's why I say the volume of revenue has to be there because that's showing enough action in terms of enough traffic and enough people leaving to, to actually see any money coming in. Otherwise what's going to happen is you're spending money and time to build this stuff out, whether you're building it yourself, you're investing time, 
because you got to learn it on YouTube. You got to hire a copywriter or you got to hire a designer or whatever the case is. You got to like invest that time or resources. But is that really going to show you the revenue back? And, and I just don't think so. So I uh, like really, really, really just focus your energy at that point, get everything on the ad side rolling, right? You don't need to be focusing on ads. I would super, super, super. Like if you were my best friend and he, you were telling me that, I would tell you the same fucking thing, okay? Uh, because it just doesn't make sense to, to it's like 80-20, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's putting the focus on the 20%, but that's not really gonna move the needle, right? right? And so it's kind of like busy work. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Are there any tools or like uh, extensions or anything that you would recommend? I know there's a couple that, you know, work really well to capture opt-ins like Wheelio and a couple of others. Are there any offers or tools that you would recommend to people to try and accelerate the growth of their list on, on their website? Yeah, so I think all the major ones are really good. Um, you know, Privy, Justuno, Clavio has one built in. Um, you know, all the SMS providers have them. Those are really popular right now. Um, but I think it really comes down to testing. And because some brands, uh, you know, a percentage off, like an order, that works best. Some brands, uh, you know, discount, not, not, not a discount, a, a giveaway works better. Um, some a contest, like a monthly contest works better and you just don't know. Right. And so, um, sometimes free shipping works better than a percentage off. Um, and you just, you just have to really test all these things, but you have to have enough traffic coming in in order to, to actually, you know, otherwise you're going to be able to test once every six months. Right. And so you want to have that enough traffic coming in so that you can start testing these things like super, super quick. Um, and it's crazy. Like anything, like I use this example in my sales presentations when I'm you know, speaking with brands, but I use two emails. There's a brand that collects uh, birthdays. So when someone buys a product, they collect their birthday information and we use that information. So when their birthday is coming up, obviously, you know, we send them a birthday email, two emails, same exact copy, slightly different design. This one, 33% more clicks and 48% more revenue than this one. So like wow. almost 50% more revenue. And it's just from a simple design change. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I was actually going to touch on uh, email design and how important that is. Cause I've been on your website and I've looked at some of kind of the sample emails that you guys feature on there. So kind of what, what, what sort of things do you guys look at when designing emails? Um, it, ultimately it comes down to numbers, right? Like we are all about numbers. So if, if the numbers don't show that it's working, then we don't do it. Um, right. And so we're doing that stuff because it's working. Um, not in every single case, I can't say that across the board, but you have to have the flexibility to, to test all different kinds of things. Right. And so, um, it's really important because people are changing the way that they're behaving, right? Like if you think about it now compared to like five years ago, like just think about when you're at Starbucks or just like, or when, when we used to go to Starbucks and shit like that before this fucking virus and all this bullshit. But um, so like, think about it. Like when you were out, how many times did you used to check your phone for your email versus now? Like I'm on my, like, for me, it's drastic. My whole business, obviously, because we're on the, we're, we do online marketing. My whole business was on the computer years ago. Now, like 80% of my business is on my phone. I'm mm. rarely on the computer these days, unless I'm at the office. I can do at the home, at my house, I can do everything from the phone. And so 
people are not reading these 84 page long text emails anymore. They don't want to read that stuff. Who the fuck wants to scroll through that on your phone? Right? You want you click your phone, you see what's there, boom, whatever's on that screen. And so we're making it very, very visual and very like instant. Like you see it, you know exactly what you need to do, why you need to do it. And, and you know, and you get, and the call to action's right there. You don't need to scroll like for five minutes to read all this text to, to buy something. Yeah, definitely. I think with, with attention being and attention spans being as short as they are, the quicker you can get to the CTA and your value proposition, the better. And kind of touching on what we were speaking about just before this, I just remembered something about the opt-ins and, and the specific offers you want to test. One good thing that you could do to try and dial down your, your pool of potential offers is look at what's working on your, your Facebook ads retargeting, your Snapchat ads retargeting, what sort of offers are actually getting people to come back. And if it is free shipping, offer free shipping on the opt-in. If it is 10%, offer 10% on the opt-in. And you're much more likely to get people to convert. And not only that, you'll, you'll narrow down the pool of potential offers that you can actually test and then just create a systematic split test with each pop-up and see which one gets you the best opt-ins. Um, so there is kind of ways to go about it when, when you, you might not have no data at all. So, so I just thought I'd, I'd, I'd bring that up. Okay, awesome. So Great, po great point too. What are some of the unorthodox strategies that yourself and your team implement to get results for clients? Because a lot of what I see online at the moment is, you know, set up this flow and, and this sequence and stuff like that. But is there anything that you guys have done that is perhaps outside of the box that has really killed it for your clients? Well, you know, it's, I, I use the analogy of like wine, you know, there's, there's so many different kinds of wine, but it's all, it's all the same like thing, right? It's just grapes. <laughs> So what's the difference between a $10,000 bottle of wine and a $5 bottle of wine that you buy at the supermarket, right? They're, they're, they originate from the same thing, but it's how that product is grown, how it's cared for. It's the process that it's gone through from beginning to end that makes the difference, mm -hmm. right? And that's, I think, the difference of, of what we do is it's just process from beginning to end. Um, some agencies will use templates, some won't. Um, we don't do that. We just do everything custom. And we just were like OCD with split testing. I think that's from just doing a lot of audits on stores. I think that's probably where we, you know, I, I never talk bad about, you know, other companies, but you know, we crush everybody else on that because we just see that they don't do that stuff. Um, and I don't know if it's, they just don't have the ability or don't know how or time. I don't know. Um, but consistently across the board. Um, and it's not just with other agencies. It's just anybody doing email even. Um, I think we did an audit last week. I think that was the only, no, he didn't even have split testing in that. So there was, there's never any split testing ever, 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 ever. Maybe like 90% of the stores we audit have never had any sort of split testing done. Interesting. I think, that's something that I notice quite common on, on all advertising fronts. And I think it is because people will come up with an idea and they get very emotionally invested in the idea. If it's a specific subject line or a headline or an ad copy or something like that. And then they just want to run with it. They don't want to consider any other alternative. And it, and it kind of comes. This back is, to yeah, this is, this is a big problem of people that are not a trained creative. Uh, so my background, I went to school for advertising. Um, I actually went to school here in, in Miami um, at, at like the top advertising school in the world. And that's one of the things we really, really were trained on was a process 
Um, and you know, one of the things they teach you is to not get married to your ideas. And oftentimes that's what happens is you're, when you're brainstorming, you'll take the first idea that you like and you'll like become obsessed with it. You'll get married to it. Worst thing to do, worst thing to do. And so what they train us to do when you're working in the advertising industry, for example, if we're doing headlines, we're writing a hundred headlines, 200 headlines. You're not starting to cut that list down until you hit at least a hundred or 200 headlines. If it's not headlines, it's different ads. You're doing like 50, 100 different ads before you can figure out what are like the best five. And that's the process that we do versus what other people are doing is they'll just come up with something. Oh, I love this. It's so catchy. I love it. This is awesome. Fuck everything else. I'm just going to do this. <laughs> right? And they get so married to it and they won't take any feedback. They won't listen to it. And, and, and it doesn't work. They're like, ah, oh, you know. It was because of this or that or, you know, no, it's because you got married to your idea. You know, ideas are ideas. They're like paper, you know, ideas are like napkins, you know, like just whatever. You can throw them in the garbage. You don't, who cares? Yeah. Don't get I think attached. It comes, I think it comes back to the analogy of the cake that you gave earlier. Like a lot of people don't want to put the time into testing different variations and, and coming up with several different approaches to, to tackling a specific problem. And obviously with a cake, the more time you put into perfecting the ingredients, getting the layering and all that sort of stuff right, the better it's gonna taste. And but listen, it's not easy though. It's not easy, like think about it. How much time do you have? Like, do you have, do you have like an extra two, three hours a day to set that shit up? Like, and, and then the mental energy, like, do you wanna spend the extra two or three hours? Like, yeah, you have that, the time, but do you really want to spend that time or could it, you better do you know, other things with it, right? And so that's really the question that you have to ask yourself at the end of the day. And you know, so everybody has a different answer for that. Um, you know, the, the audit that we did the other day, the guy loved doing email. He, it was like the best setup I've ever seen from like an actual store owner. But he's like, he loves it. He loves it. So like, great, kudos to him. But he's going to have a different approach than other people. Who, who hate this stuff. You know, I talked to another guy this morning. He's like, please take this off of my plate. I hate writing emails. I don't know what to do. I, I, I don't, I just want to log in and see money. That's it. Okay, great. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay. So we're just about to come up on time now, but I do want to go through the timer. I just want to get some final kind of parting tips from you. Um, what are three things that any e-commerce store can do right now to increase the amount of revenue that they're seeing from email? Um, if you're using the spinning wheel in any way, shape, or form, uh, any one of those, remove it uh, because it's building you a list of a big list of people that are never going to open your fucking emails. Um, so that's number one, which is great for your ego. Like I've built a big list, but then nobody's opening my emails. So that's number one. Uh, number two, add SMS in some way, shape, or form. Um, we used to use Messenger, right? Like you know this. Uh, we used to use Messenger two, three years ago. Messenger was like the big thing, uh, but Facebook changing all these crazy rules with Messenger and all that stuff. So um, I think pretty much across the board, people are swapping out Messenger for SMS and, and that's working really, really good. Um, the other thing is start emailing. Don't wait. Don't wait too long. You know, when you hit that kind of sweet spot, that's when you really need to start, you know, putting your foot on the gas. Awesome. Awesome. This has been so, so valuable. I mean, from a selfish perspective, even uh, not even considering the audience. Um, so Dave, I just want to really, really thank you for coming on. We just hit time. Um, 
So yeah, guys, if you enjoyed this podcast, go ahead and show Dave some love. I'll drop all of his links, uh, the link to his agency, the link to his Facebook profile, everything in the description. If you want your emails done by him, if you want to go and learn from him, um, then I highly recommend you do so. Um, and whatever platform you're watching this on, um, we just got verified to go onto Spotify today. Uh, whenever you're seeing this episode, I'm, I'm not sure. I've banked like a few episodes. So uh, just like, share, comment, subscribe, all of those good things. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to bring you these episodes. We've got some even more amazing guests lined up for the rest of this season. Um, so I'm really, really excited for that. Uh, and we'll see you again on the next one. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it, man.